Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, I'm Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and of the Uncluttered Office podcast. So psyched you're here today to join us. I'm with Maria Yunis. She is a breakthrough coach for over 15 years. She specializes in empowering leaders and professionals to reclaim their spark in their lives and break through the blocks or patterns that have been in their way so they can create and live their best lives. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It was so fun to meet you. We were at Great Jeannie Spiro's retreat. I was like, Jenny, no, Jeannie. Jeannie <laughs> Spiro's retreat. And we sat at a table together and got to talking. And I realized as we're talking about holidays and giving and boundaries, you know, especially over givers, that so much of what Maria's work includes really streamlines perfectly with this topic which is really about obligations and boundaries and how you set up your perfect holiday calendar, which includes self-care. A lot of moms and dads, when they're bustling around to the holidays, they are not focusing on self-care. So how do you create your perfect holiday? Well, I, I'm, I mean, I can talk all about me and I will. And I want to just make sure everyone understands that we all have different, you know, different strokes for different folks, obviously. The holidays can bring up so much for different people and can bring different pressures and different things to enjoy as well. So for me, I, family is very important to me. And so for me, when the holidays are coming, it's, I basically preserve a chunk of time so that I can fully engage with my family. I have family that travels to the area, so I want to make sure to be available to be with them. So the challenge, the bigger challenge, because, you know, it's easy to actually set it up and block out, you know, basically take a vacation. But I think it's the the weeks going up to the holiday that is are particularly challenging for everyone, no matter where you are on the spectrum. And I think what I emphasize with my clients every day is how we each have to be really aware, self-aware, so that we can each be very conscious and intentional about how we spend our time and our energy, especially during this time when there's a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of pressure around us. We We were dealing with that just this weekend. We had plans Friday night, and they involved a lot of getting into the holiday shopping. And then on Saturday, we were talking about going to see a friend of ours daughter was in the ballet, the Nutcracker. 
and knowing that Sunday we had a ton of plans. And so there was sort of this balancing issue. And this is actually my daughter's friend and our family friends. And I said to her, what do you want to do? Remember, this is what we've got going on Sunday. And, and she said, I really feel bad, but I, I don't think I can do that much. And so it was about honoring energy and having a more relaxed family evening at home Saturday evening. And then last night, so much fun. We went out with another couple who are very dear friends. And we decided after all these years celebrating the guys' birthdays, who are in April and May, we always get together. We got tickets to see Rock This Town over at Daryl's house, which is a bit of a drive. But the four of us went together and celebrated our birthdays, the ladies, mine's in December and hers is in early January. It was so much fun. And we had the energy to do that because we had honored the knowledge that there was a lot of shopping that had to be done. There were things that had to be done around the house this weekend. But then we had some big old chunk of downtime Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's a balancing act. And I learned that I had to let a lot of things go, a lot of expectations in order to honor what's best for our family. Well, exactly. And I think um, you bring up a good point. It's about honoring what's truly important to you. And it's going to be different for every single person. So for one person, it might mean everything to get the the decorations out on the house, you know, by Thanksgiving. And that's super, super important to them. For others, it may be to simplify and actually enjoy just being quiet and having downtime with family or friends. And then maybe choosing, like if it's a busy season with challenging family situations or whatever, you have to pick and choose and let go of, well, we're not going to get the string of lights out on the outdoor banister this year, or um, we're just going to have a few decorations in the house as opposed to getting the big, you know, everything out if you're celebrating Christmas, for instance. So it's really about being conscious about what's most important and then being making those powerful choices that will support what's most important to you around this time of year. Right. I'd be interested in now, and you obviously not using names or any personal details. Are you working with any clients right now who are facing these kinds of challenges at the holidays? Sometimes it's that, you know, the crazy uncle who imbibes too much, or it's uh, someone who always brings way more presents and you're feeling obliged because they always bring so much and you don't do as much. We gift a lot of, um, events. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the word right now for that. We gift experiences. There's the word. It's an E word. Uh, we gift experiences a lot in our family. So there's not a lot of stuff mm-hmm. coming into this house at the holidays. I'd be curious what experiences some of in general terms yeah. um, some of your clients are having right now. Yeah. So um, like I said, so I think that when we're getting together with other people and we're maybe some of our values are clashing with the people we're getting together with. I think the the biggest thing is to really just maintain the clarity for yourself about what's important. And and if if it means choosing in a powerful way to meet that challenge, you know, that that gap in your values in some way that honors who you are and how you want to show up in that relationship, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful choice. Or it can simply be a really powerful choice to, 
you know, to, to choose just to be different. So with clients that I'm working with right now, I think that's one of the biggest challenges is when, when someone seems to be overgiving and, and you feel like you're maybe getting set up to be, you know, you can never win in that situation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to let go of having to figure it out too. And we have to come to peace with who we are. And you know what, if, if there's no way to win in that game, why not win in your own game and just be who you are and, and honor the values, especially if you have kids and you want to, you're imparting those values on your children and the people around you stand in what's most important to you. And maybe it is to gift an, um, an experience or something that means something to you. That's much more valuable in your mind and your value system than buying a gift of a thing that, you know, is somehow to compete or compare to that family member. So that can be, that can be a challenge. And, and it's also a, a learning experience, a teaching moment for your kids. I know, you know, especially in families where different family members can afford to give a lot more and other family members who can't, it, you know, there, it's an opportunity to really teach your children about, you know, different value systems and what's really important. And it can be hard. I mean, that I had that with my son growing up, you know, he was always happy to get, you know, the basics. And then his cousins had the new Xbox every Christmas. And, you know, that that's hard, but it was a learning opportunity also with him. The other one that I was thinking about too is travel. Mm. Um, You know, there's like a lot of pressure to get to travel. And again, these are choices that each of us have to make. Is the traveling worth, you know, for some of us, it's, we just want to hunker down and be home and stay close to home but for others, it's really important to take that plane to be with family. And that's what, fa- what holiday is to you, is to be whatever home might be, might be to travel to home. So then it's a matter of choosing and making those choices of, well, how do I, if I'm going to honor this value of, of traveling, how do I then manage the, all the other pressures if there are pressures like shopping and get, um the, the hustle and bustle of the schedule. And maybe you don't decorate that year if you're, if you're traveling. So those are some of the things that I see all the time with my clients. And it's really always comes back to coming back to what's most important to you and honoring that for you. Right. And maybe letting go of the rules that we tend to put on ourselves when we get kind of stuck in the swirl of the hustle and bustle and the expectations that you know, the commercial machine is putting on us. It's like really step back and wait a second before I make this impulse choice, let's check in. And is this honoring what's most important to me? I agree with that. And for years we traveled to Florida right around Christmas time and we tried all different kinds of ways of doing it. One time we opened presents and then got on the plane on Christmas day. Another time, we were actually there for Christmas Day. Another time we were going the 26th. It's really hard. And this year we decided we weren't going to do it. And it was really a very difficult decision to make. 
because my family is in Florida. And we always have, we've done that for years, gone to see them in Florida and it's fun. It's warm, it's sunny, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But what happened for me this year is I just thought it's a lot. It's a lot of expense. It's a lot of, and, and my folks are very generous. They, they helped us with the expense, which was great. But it's, and, and I always just feel bad about even spending their money, uh, which maybe sounds a little silly, but I do. And I, uh, and I was more worried about the time. We've gone down from three Christmas trees to one, <laughs> although we have one at our beach house and we traveled for Thanksgiving. So last year we traveled Thanksgiving and Christmas, which was mm -hmm. a lot. And so everything felt very cramped. So part of this actually is, is calendar related. Thanksgiving was very late this year. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it, I said, we're trying to smash a lot into a very short time period. Do we want to add to that packing bags, getting everything ready, going to Florida, shipping gifts, not, do you know what I mean? And I just said, I have to look at this and say, which one are we going to choose that's best for us? The other thing I think is an important choice, and especially I think women are guilty of, is forgetting to put our oxygen mask on first. And I'd love to talk about that because when I'm setting people up with figuring out their calendar for the holidays, I say, slot in your self-care first. That might be uh, going to the gym. Usually I exercise every morning. I didn't this morning. I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a cold and a little stuffy and I was tired and I rested this morning. So it's just honoring where my body's at. And I think when we're go, 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 we don't listen to our body. So I tell people like, just, if you can't do that yet, calendar that self-care. A perfect example. My daughter has the day off from school. It's the Feast of the Assumption. I had no idea she was going to have the day off from school, but I found out, I guess, Saturday or Sunday. And she really wants to see the movie Last Christmas. Well, now everyone's going to know this is recorded ahead of time. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. But today's Monday when we're recording. And Last Christmas is a, a movie I kind of want to see. And my husband does not. It is not a movie for him. So we're going later this afternoon after I work to see Last Christmas. So I'm ending my work day early. And we're going to go have a really fun time. That's part of my self-care, right? I mean, it's super fun to take your teen to see a movie. Yeah. So I just... I think also there's, I would love for you to speak to calendar, you know, leaving that space and time for spontaneity. So here you go. I'll turn it over to you on how you ha handle your calendar at the holidays. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, these are all tools that we can use to support us. And for most of us, we really need structure or at least some structure to then be feel free within that structure. And it, it again, depends on how you work and what works best for you. The challenge, I think, is when we, you know, when we're at a regular, kind of in a regular rhythm, a regular pace, it's kind of easier to maintain a routine. But when things start getting, you know, all these different things start happening, like holiday parties and kids are, have their day off from school or, you know, this week, you know, this week of kind of everyone sort of being on vacation at the end of the year you know, there's stuff, then it's kind of hard to keep that rhythm. So that's actually one of the things that I have that I coach a lot, a lot of times. It's really, okay, pick one thing that you can really commit to. If you're, if you have a routine and you can maintain it, great, put it in your calendar and, and honor that. But if you're like a lot of us, it's sometimes hard to do that when 
when there's so many different things happening that are out of the ordinary. So I always encourage my clients to pick one thing that they can commit to so that they have that moment in the morning for self-care, like you said, whether it's to spend time stretching and doing a little yoga, or if it's to do a, a meditation. And, and I always say, you know, if you can't do the regular whatever half hour, commit to five or 10 minutes, you know, anyone can do that. And we really, it's really about holding that space so that you can continue on with setting those you know, setting the regular rhythm of your energy level and maintaining some sense of routine. And oftentimes, I'll just ask people simply every, every morning to sit and breathe for a few minutes and ask, okay, what, what is today? What do I need today? What is it that would serve me most with this next five minutes to set me up for success and being intentional? with my day. And it's really, really smart. And I find that I keep sort of going to a 20 minute cardio workout when I usually do 30, because I could just see how the days are flowing. I need to squeeze a little bit more in. Mm-hmm. I've also gotten to the age where I have a teenager and she wants to wrap the presents, which is, except for hers is awesome. So that'll be great to have her uh, helping me there's a, a mom who just listed her daughter as available to wrap presents. It's a way for her young person to make money. Oh, nice. It's funny. I think probably it was the year I had cancer, which was 2015. I knew it was going to be way too much for me to do everything, to stand there wrapping presents as, as I was really not feeling well. So I had hired a college, and well, at the time she was in high school, now she's in college, to gal to wrap my presents. And I think it was maybe $50. <laughs> And it was the best $50 I spent. You know, there were these arguments we'd have, like, when are we going to do it? Oh, we don't want to do it tonight. We're tired. We're this, we're that. And you have to wait till the kids are asleep because of Santa and the whole nine yards. Uh, <laughs> now I don't have to do that as much. But now she, like, gets into the wrapping paper and found our hiding spot. <laughs> we were like, we got to find a new hiding spot for the presents, which was very funny. But there are things you can actually farm out that you don't have to do. So if something you're doing at the holidays is feeling like an obligation, farm it out. Uh, Another thought I have around that too, if you're trying to find an inexpensive way to get away and do things at the holidays, let's say you want to have a date night and you have small children, you can swap with another family. Uh Uh-huh, that's a great night. They can take your kids and they get their, you know, uh, and you get your date night and then another night uh, you take their kids and they get their date night. And I've heard people doing that and it's really amazing. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I have tons of money. I'm going to throw at a problem to get a solution. Sometimes it's just getting a little creative about how you use your time. I don't, I don't know about you, but I am like hardcore. I still date during the holidays. I'm not giving up my date nights with my husband. Um, we just get sort of creative about how, when we're going to slot those in. Sometimes it's a date night at Target because we're shopping right right the food for the weekend and the uh presents for the holidays uh, which was the case friday night but it's funny you know i think if you have a partner in life that you enjoy doing things together it doesn't matter really what you're doing together yeah and and again it's um it's so important to plan ahead so in my 
you know, a lot of my, I'm going to, I feel like a broken record, but a lot is about staying conscious and aware of what's going on. And the more you, you can be in that place of using your calendar as a tool, as opposed to having your calendar rule you, the better. And I love getting, so every weekend, for instance, I sit down with my partner and we sit down and, and, and kind of review the week and set you know, set intentions for the week and make sure we understand, like, if he's off three meetings this week, and I'm off for another meeting on another night, then we know, okay, we have to really preserve some time uh, on this night or that day next weekend to have time together. Because it is so easy for the time just to kind of be on its uh, autopilot. And, you know, soon enough, you know, you find yourself at the end of the month and and you're, where's the time? Where did the time go? So again, it can be uh, really important about setting up like a weekly intention or plan. Um, if you can't do it at like once, you know, a specific night a week to actually sit down and, and map that out during the busiest times of the year. We, um, we use Google Calendar. And we have a shared family calendar, so we can mm-hmm. see exactly what's going on. So one day, he saw I was at a doctor appointment. He was at a doctor appointment at the same time. And it was hilarious because I thought something was wrong in his doctor appointment. And I'm like, but I'm at my doctor appointment. And we were like six towns apart. And he was fine and everything was okay. It was a minor league thing. But it was so funny because I'm like, but it's on the family calendar. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. It was just so funny because I found family calendars is where I go first. And uh, this is a great point. And I'm sure you tell this to your clients too. It's, it's a great thing to say is, I don't know yet. Let me check my calendar. Yeah. You haven't decided yet. Do I have time for that? Is it something that fills me up that I really want to do? They just did at uh, my daughter's school, 26 acts of kindness in memory of the 26 lives lost at Newtown, mm-hmm. uh, which is on December 14th is that. So they've been doing that for, I guess, I'm going to say about a month. Uh, the 26 acts of kindness. I didn't have to do every day's acts of kindness. You know, I selected and we selected as a family, actually three or four. And we said, these are the ones that we really see ourselves being able to do and do really effectively mm-hmm. and get joy out of and in the giving. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's keeping in mind, even your time around what you're going to do for charity. That's true. Yep. And planning for that. You know, again, it's if we get into autopilot, it's very easy for things to just fall through the cracks. So it's basically knowing what are those things that I really need to plan for. And I, for one, this year kind of got away from me. And I realized one of the things that I love doing is going to this event in Cambridge. I live in Massachusetts, and I'm sure the tickets are sold out by now. But it's okay because I've been very focused on, I've had a pretty challenging year with my family. So right now it's like, I know that my highest value is preserving the time that I have with my family. So that's, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I have met peace with that because that's a conscious choice I'm making to focus on that. And so it makes sense that that fell through the cracks, even though other years, it was very important to me. Yeah. There's always, there's always knowing you can put it on your calendar now for next year. Exactly. Exactly. One thing I wanted to share too is like when we're blending families or we're blending. So I 
I'm in a, well, I have, I have a, a 21 year old son. And, um, so his father and I are divorced and I'm with a, my boyfriend. I, it's so hard to call him my boyfriend at this age, but he's my partner, my life partner. And he, we both have very strong family ties and values. So in the early part of our relationship, we were trying to do it all. So we were trying to, so we would go to a holiday half time with one family and half time, but then we could never really enjoy fully the holiday. So finally we started to have to decide, okay, what's most important to you and what's most important to me? How can we have a win-win that works for both of us? And because we wanted to be together, we didn't want to be separate. So we've made some choices like alternating certain holidays 100%. We do celebrate Christmas, but it was very important for him to be with his family Christmas Eve. And so I, and it was just important for me to be with my family. So I, I let go of any kind of Christmas Eve tradition that I had with my family so that we could honor the time with his family, but then now it's our tradition to be with my family on Christmas Day. So it's it's interesting how those choices have to be made along the way. And I, there's a part of me that misses that some what I used to do on Christmas Eve. But it's the point is it was a conscious uh, choice that we were making. So no resentment has built there. And I'm sure if we decided one year to like flip it, or you know, if it was a conscious decision that would work too. But those are kinds of things to really pay attention to. Like, are you staying present with what's most important? And are you communicating that with the people that you're navigating and negotiating time and energy with? Absolutely. You mentioned something and I forgot to circle back to it. So I'm going to do that now (laughs) about how a lot of people are on vacation the week between Christmas and Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's. Yes. Who are on vacation. So this year, because we're not going to Florida, I'm actually going to be home and I'm going to be working, except I've blocked it out on my calendar mm-hmm. completely. And and the reason I've done that is a, is a couple things. One, we might have a really amazing day to go skiing. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to go off and do that. But the second reason, and sort of the bigger reason, and it's I've noticed this in the studies around productivity, is that the people who are at work that week get a ton done. And it's because the phones aren't ringing and they're not interrupted a hundred times. And, uh, it, you know, as someone who's, I'm sure, coaching a fair amount of entrepreneurs, what's your sort of thoughts around working that week? And, you know, how would you set it up to work well for a client if they said, I've got these couple of projects that have been pending mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to do and I'm thinking about taking that time to do it. Yeah. Which, yes, is what I'm going to be doing this year mm-hmm. for the first time in eons is organizing 25,000 photographs. Should a productivity expert even admit that there's 25,000 photographs to be organized? <laughs> Sitting here hanging over me like a dead weight and I'm determined I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, you bring, bring up an interesting point. So what's, what's a really, um, you may have a sense of the rhythm of, you know, how your family spends time during that time, even though this is different for you. But I would say, like, give yourself permission to really claim a couple of those days as family downtime days. And then if you can, 
claim a couple of those days or more if you're working and you want to say, okay, this week I'm going to, it's a, it's five days of days that I would normally be working, but I'm going to, you know, commit to three of those days being work days. Cause I also want to enjoy my time with my family. And I think it's, you know, I think it's great to actually have the intention map out your week but then have a little bit of flexibility because like you said, if there's a perfect snow day, you know, you really want to be able to, I mean, that's one of the benefits of, of being an entrepreneur is you can choose how you spend your time. You don't have to get permission to take a <laughs> vacation day. So I think it's, again, it's really helpful to then like designate those days really clearly, at least initially in your mind and with the idea that they can they can move if you need to but and then set it up set yourself up for success with your family and the people that you share space with make sure they know that this is a work day for you, for you and of course if there are boundaries you need to hold with them with noise level or interruptions you need to to set that up with them we can't assume that people know what we're doing unless we share it with them. So, um, and, and it's challenging um, when you're used to working at home and having that time and that quiet, and then there are people, you know, running around the house, you know, it's hard to really stay focused. So set yourself up for success by setting those expectations with the people in your household. And even if they're people that call you or whatever, you know, let them know, oh, this is a work day. Mm-hmm. Make sure people can ally, ally, you know, basically align with you and what you're trying to accomplish. I would add to that that if if folks have small children and they're working from home and the kids are home from school, Mm -hmm. that other people's kids are home from school who are maybe a little bit older. I'll never forget we were selling our house. This is actually a story in July. We were selling our house. Our house had to be sort of picture perfect. And I was having a party that day. And at the time, our daughter was I don't know, maybe four or five years old. I hired my friend's daughter who was only a few years older just to be a mother's helper to entertain her to play so I could be completely focused. So that totally fits that model. You could ask the neighbor who has a kid who's three or four years older, can you come over and watch my children for four hours on Monday morning because I need to get some work done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what you could pay them like five or ten dollars when they're that young, and they're like the little eight year old goes home, like, Look, I got ten dollars, they're so excited. Yeah. And the kids, you know, your younger kids enjoy that, it's just an amazing thing. It's, it's all about that sort of getting very creative. Well, and then, and on those on that line, you can also trade, you know, days with another mother who ha- maybe you maybe she has friends and they and you know they they like to play with each other, but you schedule one day them for them to be with you, and then another day to be with the other family, so that you know you in that way you can kind of trade off that way too. Absolutely. So let's see. What's your one best strategy for productivity during the holidays? What's the one thing you think stands out the most that helps your clients the most? And I think I've already got it (laughs) because you've talked about it a lot. Yeah, it's really, I mean, the one thing or for the, again, and it's not just the holidays. It's when you notice, you know, there's some, you know, a shift in the, in your schedule and the holidays is a perfect example of that, but it's really to, do what you need for you 
to have at least a moment in your day where you can really be with yourself and ask yourself, I mean, just check in with yourself. Where am I? What's most important today? And what would make this day the best day for me in this holiday season? And, and set yourself up for success. But the, so the, the nugget of that is find the one thing that supports you to do that, to invite that moment, whether it's five minutes of just being in quiet and con- contemplating that, or maybe it is doing some form of cardiovascular exercise, um, whatever it is that helps you get in touch with yourself and be able to ask that question of your day. Awesome. Thank you so much. So how can people find you? Well, I do have a website and um, it's mariayunis.com. And my email is also a great way to get in touch with me, which is basically maria at mariayunis.com. I love talking to people about living their best life and I do it through uh, my signature system, which I call the live your dreams process. And I love helping people bring that, their dreams into reality. So I would love to hear from anyone who wants to talk more about that and how they want to create their best life in 2020. I mean, isn't this amazing? 2020, it's a new year, thank God. And, and a new decade. I think it's going to be a good one, too. So let's make it the best one yet. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am delighted that you were here and that we had an opportunity to talk about so much about self-care and setting up a perfect holiday calendar. Until next time, we'll be continuing on with our theme in December to remember and uncluttered holidays. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.